0: Hello beautiful souls, you are listening to the Empowered Self Podcast, a place where you can come, be wildly empowered, to live your most radically intentional life. And I'm your host, Linda Alicia. I'll be coming at you weekly with real, honest conversations, step-by-step action plans, and a whole lot of info on mindset, movement, habits, and intuitive eating. Plus, I'll throw in a little bit of sarcasm and sass on the side. So, let's dive in as you get ready to be empowered. Hello you guys, welcome back to the Empowered Self Podcast. I have a little bit of a pep talk episode here for you, which means we are going to be trying to be um, around the 10 minute mark here. I am going to be chatting with you guys today just about family nutrition and family body image and how to really, you know, navigate making sure that our children grow up in a world where they're not, you know, automatically prescribed to diet culture. Um, I am just going to jump right into this episode because I'm going to try and keep it relatively short, but full of lots and lots of information. So I'm going to be going over three things that you should be avoiding and three things that you should be doing and encouraging when it comes to family nutrition and body image. So In my career, I see so many men and women come to me with disordered eating, poor body image, confidence issues, a skewed view on food, and I mean, the list goes on and on and on. A really big causing factor to all of these things is actually how they grew up, either how they saw their parents view food or their body or how they were maybe talked to or shamed by their parents, how their families maybe handled the concept of weight and food. So I want you to kind of take a minute as I'm talking and to really think about how food and body image was portrayed to you as you grew up. How did your parents act around food? Were diets talked about a lot? Were they tried a lot? Were things like, you know, candy and and chips and things like that, were those the, you know, forbidden food? Um, Or maybe all of these things just not really talked about, so you were left to kind of make up your own mind and make up your own ideals when it came to food and body image. So. All these things make up how we view our reality today. Now, of course, society and social media and all those things have a huge effect too, but if we're already in a place where we're vulnerable because of those ideals that we adopted from our parents or friends or whoever, you know, people of significance growing up, we are that much more susceptible to buy into Basically, the diet culture um, crap and everything that it preaches. So, like I said, I'm going to be giving you three things to avoid, three things to do, all when it comes to family nutrition and body image. So, If you are listening along, this would be kind of a good time to, if you're able to, grab a pen and paper. Um, Now, these are going to be, you know, things tailored towards people with children or people who plan on having children. But even if you don't, Um, this is still good ideas to listen to because not everything is, you know, tailored to having children. And, and the, the ideas of what I'm like, the base ideas of what I'm saying could definitely still apply to you. Now, I also want to preface this by saying that I by no means want to come across like I have my shit together. Um, I'm going to be 100% transparent in the fact that, you know, these are things that I'm currently practicing myself, and that's why I feel so passionate and called to talk about this, because, you know, it's an ongoing lesson for both parents and, and children and individuals, and So these are merely my suggestions, and I am by no means telling you that you have to do these, so please just know that up front, um, these are just things that I'm finding are really, really helpful with my journey with my family. So, three things to avoid. The first thing you want to do is you do not want to portray your body image issues onto your children. This means that if you're struggling with body image, it is your job to make sure that A, you reach out and you get help for it, and B, you don't allow your children to hear you say things like, you know, I feel fat in that, or I hate the way this this shirt makes me feel, and the way it makes my arms look, or et cetera. So I know that my, might sound harsh, but... Your body image issues are not your child's. And the more they see you struggle, the more they're going to adopt those thoughts and ideas and think that that's a normal way to view your body. So um, that is number one. The second thing is try not to label things like candy and chips and chocolate as bad and things like vegetables as good. Doing this is only going to perpetuate the idea that there are in fact good and bad foods, which there aren't. Food has no moral value and that needs to be something that, you know, you really buy into because we've, I mean, for as long as I can remember, I had heard, you know, chips are bad, vegetables are good, and this is how we, you know, automatically label food. But if we can really get away from that, um, that is so beneficial to our children and ourselves um, because you know, instead of using um, words like, you know, candy and chocolate are bad, you can say things like, you know, candy and chocolate can sometimes make your tummy hurt. So let's have something that will make your body feel good first. And if you're hungry later, we can try something else. That way, you know, the more we make those things, forbidden, the more that our children are going to go into adulthood thinking that those things are off limits. And they're more likely going to have bench issues with them later. So if we can make them kind of, you know, no big deal and not so, you know, quote unquote forbidden, um, it's going to really Help your children as they grow up, and you as well just be able to accept food as it is. So, your vocabulary matters when it comes to food, and you need to know the weight of your words when it comes to those things. The third and final thing is do not force your children to finish their plate. Now, seriously, I know as a mama for myself, this is probably the hardest one because we're just so programmed to, you know, not want to waste food and not want to waste money. However, Forcing children to finish their food is actually really completely taking away their internal hunger cues. So with that said, I'm going to go into, you know, the three things to try instead, the three things to encourage with yourself and your kids. So, you know, going right into that, teach your kids to listen to internal hunger cues and yourself as well. So instead of, you know, focusing on clean plate, How about trying, you know, to teach tummy full? And like I said, this can go for you also. So when your child says they're full, but you know that they're gonna want dessert later because that's just how it works, and that's okay, just start having a conversation with them about how their stomach feels. So you wanna ask questions and give direction. So talk to your kids in kind of like a a visual way. Help them visualize what a full and an empty stomach feels like. And use this to help them identify how hungry they are, and the more you do it, the better they will get, and the more confident they will get, and the more confident you can feel in you know that what they're telling you is the truth. So, some ways to kind of maybe incorporate this is speak it out loud for yourself. So, you know, if you are full and you're listening to your internal hunger cues, but there's still stuff left on your plate verbalize that out loud, say, okay, um, mommy's full now, you know, and like point out that there's still food on your plate. Um, it might seem kind of silly, but it's, it's really, really powerful. And it, it teaches, it it just further helps teach your children to listen to their own bodies, which is going to be such A key thing and something that so many people are missing um, in their adult life. So another thing to do with, you know, teaching the internal hunger cues is, and hunger and fullness cues, I should say, is to encourage eating slowly. Have conversations at the dinner table. Ask your kids about their day. This is going to encourage slower eating for everyone and allow you and your children to really tune into your hunger and fullness cues. So that was a big number one. Number two is ditch the diet culture yourself. This means really making it a priority to become knowledgeable in anti-diet culture things, which is why I share so much about it, you know, on, on my social media, on my podcast, on my Instagram, on my Facebook, because I really want to cause that awareness that, you know, diet culture it is not... What it's made out to be, and that there are other ways to see progress as opposed to just you know buying into all the crap the diet culture puts out there. So, just know that social media and Hollywood and all that kind of stuff they're not always a great standard for body image. So, really make it a priority to do your own healing if you're someone who struggles with diet culture. Now, the last thing you want to do, and this kind of ties into what I said earlier, um, you really want to watch your wording and you want to watch your children's wording. Um, Make sure that they're not and you're not using words like fat or big or you know, chunky as a negative thing. And if they do, correct them, teach them and talk to them how, you know, everybody is beautiful and how people are more than just their physical appearance and that we shouldn't be making comments about people's physical appearance, right? Um, Another big one, and like I said, this is not me Acting like I have my poop in a group, but this is definitely one thing that you know I'm proud to say that in the last year or two I've really started to put focus on and prioritize with my kids, um, and that's to compliment them on non physical things often. So things like, You're so smart, um, I love what a big heart you have, wow, that was so kind of you to share with your brother or your sister, things like that. Um, Another thing sometimes that me and my kids do, um, the older two, is at nighttime, you know, we do, when we're cuddling in bed, just before they go to bed, we'll, you know, we'll do kind of like little word games or whatever. And one thing that we do is we have to go around the room and say, you know, two or three things that we love about the other person. So, you know, like my daughter will say three things she loves about me and three things she loves about her brother um, and things like that. And, you know, it's just a really great way to practice complimenting people on, you know, things that just aren't physically, uh, like, aren't physical, right? Um, So just watch your wording and make sure that you're teaching your children um, proper wording as well, because I think that's so, so huge. And so the more we portray healthy views and words and experiences to our children, maybe just maybe we can change their future, um, and their future experiences with diet culture and body image as they get older. It starts with us, though, and that's my point of this episode. Is it starts with complete awareness within ourselves of how we view food and the body and things like that. So, I want to kind of send you away with a little exercise to do because um, if I'm if as I'm talking, this is kind of really resonating with you and you know you're thinking and of examples in your own life that this can relate to. I want you to you know. Children or no children, sit down and journal on these three things. So one, the question I said at the beginning. So how was food and body image portrayed growing up? And then number two, how do you currently view food? And then I want you to see if there's a correlation between one and two. Is there a correlation between how you view food and how you were portrayed food and body image growing up? And then the last step or the last thing to journal on is... What is one step I can take to change and portray a better view on food um, and or body image this week? So, I want you to just pick one thing. We don't need to reinvent the wheel here. You don't need to try and change every, you know, everything that you're doing, but focus on one thing that I've talked about. Focus on, you know, maybe one of my points that really resonated with you and start there. You don't need to, you know, try and adopt all of these ideas right away. Start small um, and just start with something that feels like you're really really able to buy into it so just to kind of give a little recap because i know that that was a really quick episode the three things that um, i'm suggesting to avoid number one do not portray your body image issues onto your children number two make sure that you're not labeling food as good or bad food has no moral value and that needs to be something that you buy into Number three, do not force your children to finish their plate because, like I said, that is taking away their internal hunger and fullness cues. So instead, try these three things. Teach listening to their internal and your internal hunger and fullness cues. Then you want to make sure that you are ditching the diet culture yourself. Make it a priority to do your own healing and your own you know, understanding of how you might be letting diet culture affect your life. And then finally, number three, watch your wording. Teach your children that people are not just their physical appearance and really prioritize that, you know, you talk with your children very early on about everybody being beautiful, that, you know, someone being bigger or someone being smaller has absolutely no... Um, correlation with worth or beauty or any of those things, because if we are able to teach our children all of these things young, I truly believe that we can really change the trajectory of how, you know, they act and how they experience life when they're older. And I think that this is a really, really important topic um, that needs to kind of be talked about more because I don't think that, you know, we talk about, not being this way ourselves but it's not talked about often enough to teach our children this and to teach them it young so that they have a chance to learn and to see this growing up. So I hope you were able to take some of these and adopt them into your life and into your family experience and I would love 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 to hear if you know you start introducing one of these things or you start you know doing taking away one of the things that maybe you have been doing but you're going to now avoid um please feel free to message me i would love to hear your success stories but otherwise i will see you back here same time next wednesday for a full episode of the empowered self podcast have a good one